Facebook every third Friday at Integrity in Vallejo yes. on uh, <laughs> Twitch Talk Live. DJ Roselle playing music from the 60s and a watching and live recap of an episode of Bewitched, the TV show. That's fire. Yeah, we've been putting Anna on the spot whole night. We've been all night. <laughs> uh, yo, oh, Anna. Yeah, yeah. Thank you thank for you being for, here. Thank you guys for coming. Anna, off top, since you, you know, how do you feel about being here? The actually first time in a, in the venue. We know you personally with all love, but how is your first time being in Ugly yeah. Sundays? What you think about it? It's real it's real meaningful to me because I was like fucking like shout out like a mission district dyke like in the nineties and kid and I just had like such a great time, like such a fucking blast and you know um and when i was thinking like you know but also like when i was 25 if like somebody told me that i would be here like fucking like hanging out with rappers i just think it was like so fucking cool shit so hey man thank you so much for having me and shout out to the homobiles middle-aged queers knocking myself up and everybody that's just keeping it going and thank you go out any outs uh, yeah. No, that's about it for me. Thank yeah. you, Mutiny, for holding yeah. us down, Pam. Yeah, Pam, Pam. Thank you, thank Pam. Thank you, everyone listening, yeah. all everyone that's been yeah. you know tuning in weekly. Uh, we love doing this, and we'll see y'all next week. Next Sunday, uh, ugly Sunday. Thank more, you guys. Getting ugly, y'all. Getting ugly. We are out. We're gonna end it on that note. Thank you guys. See y'all next week. Peace. Take my eyes off of you You'd be like heaven to touch I wanna hold you so much At long last love has arrived And I thank God I'm alive You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you You'd be like heaven to touch I wanna hold you so much At long last love has arrived And I thank God I'm alive You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you
my favorite type B Lady like maybe psycho Love me though Crazy hype Don't stay late on ladies night My kind of chicks are down to earth In fact, give me anyone It'll probably work I guess if I had to choose I'd take a fat butt girl That'll buy me shoes If she cooks and if she cleans If she spit hooks in her 16s mean Yo, she's on my team Age the hip-hop fiend with my queen I'll take the princess Don't like I'm cocky Bitch, unless she could be my jockey Not so foggy nicknaming you Like you're my chicken noodle super baby boo She's so kind and she's so sweet She blew my mind when we first meet Now she blows my brain with hella spit Kinda like the porn star Bobby Blitz She dressed well, she smells right Turn out the lights, leave them off all night I caress like nobody else I call you cheese cause I make you melt Duck line was cheesy, believe me, beezies, 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 we love girls, love girls everywhere. I wrote this song, I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets, I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter, jokes to call, the French duh, not the duh, duh. Let's watch a full-length W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Oh, that's delightful. Remember that acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Only way you can find our podcast. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. And we have a guest. We have a special guest. He's going to be our countdown king for the show, ladies and gentlemen, Adam Spiegelman. Hi, brother. Hey. Very much. I am my brother, Michael. My we other love, brother, Bastone's mother. <laughs> we loved you being on, you know, when it was the Montclair one, and we loved being on your podcast, and then oh, when yes. we fused them together, we just said, let's bring him back for a countdown. Thanks for playing uh, part of my podcast game. on yours last week. For sure. well, uh, yeah, if you had a chance to listen to our episode, Sir Billy, two weeks ago, uh, Carl definitely edited uh, parts of the podcast Adam did. Adam is an inspiration for the show. His show is called Proudly Resents. It has a great catalog of interviews and movie uh, buffs and rebuffs. And you would check out his cult movies, uh, Proudly Resents. And we have uh, Adam here for, to be our countdown king for our movie. As you can tell from our premise, L stands for let's, W stands for watch, A stands for A, F stands for full. There's a hyphen, which is not indicated in the acronym. L stands for length, M stands for movies, O stands for on. Y stands for you, and T stands for tube, YouTube. So we're going to watch this movie. We want you to listen to our podcast, be part of us, and also watch this movie at the same time. And you can listen to us by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, on your podcast, on your YouTube service, on your Twitter, sir, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. La-Waffle-Ant. Yay. Uh, and also, uh, we're on Facebook at Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We do stream first every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our good friends, Good Time Radio, mutinyradio.fm. Here's our sponsorship. Go to Venmo, throw some bucks to mute at Mutiny Radio. Oh, okay, sounds good. Thanks for doing that. Carl, okay, just quickly, if you go to proudlyresents.com slash let's, it'll bring you right to your website. Perfect. Oh. So there's an excuse to go to proudlyresents.com. <laughs> Slash let's. But there it goes right yeah. to you. 
It won't yeah, go to me at all. It, does. it just yeah, makes it. Adam gets a nickel every time. <laughs> I, get yeah, the nickel. I look at the pretty link stats and I go, oh my God, it's 10 people. <laughs> uh, no, you get a lot of clicks. Then um, something else I, I, oh, your book. Mike, you have a book. You should plug it. I get so many links to that, so many clicks to your book. But I don't know if you sold any. Yeah, a lot of people don't know of a published author, published on Scrib. It's the Mike Spiegelman joke book. It's still oh. available. Yeah, I gave plenty of pages, but if you want the full thing, it's 99 cents. And I should check it. I, I didn't realize I was getting so many links, clicks. But like, a, like literally like a thousand people are clicking over there. So you must have made at least four cents. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. And that's 2016 money. Too, How do so I find that? Do I go to Proudly Resents? Mike's book. I think it's probably slash book or slash Mike. Yeah. Plus, I Let's Mike. Uh, I'll look for what you guys talk about. Sorry, I don't want to. Oh, no the, problem. The, the guru. Carl, what's the movie this week? Today we are watching Bawana Devil, 1952. Bawana, watch it. It's B W A N A, then okay. Devil, 1952. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. And the channel we like. But Bo- want to know which one it is Oscar Perez and that's very familiar. Oh, oh, yeah, you might well, know someone named Oscar and someone named Perez. <laughs> I mean, on our show, I think we might have been here before. I don't know. He only has 10. Oh, right. Subscribers. He only has 10 subscribers. Well, we better, I'm going to subscribe right now. There, I feel much better. Yeah, he's clearly our, you know, level, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to watch. Be Wanna Devil, 1952. So go ahead and click that in, B-W-A-N-A, Devil, 1952, Robert Stack, full-length adventure movie. And that is on our good friend's newly subscribed channel, Oscar Perez. Go ahead and click the link, hit pause immediately, let it buffer, move the timer to 000, and hover that uh, mouse button over the triangle for our get ready, ladies and gentlemen, for the Countdown King himself, Adam Spiegelman. Three. Two, one, go! All right, we are off. Now, this is in three three dimension. Yeah, this is a 3D movie, and we won't be watching it in 3D. Look how it looks that way, though. Yeah, it looks like a claymation. I'm expecting Gumby to show up. <laughs> All you'll hear the whole way through is that terrible... Uh-oh. Yeah. Problematic, Carl. There we go. Okay, see how they hint at the 3D, okay? Now, our cut doesn't, if you put on glasses, it wouldn't work. You don't see any out-of-focus, blurry stuff with bright colors here. But this was the first movie in the U.S. that, like, brought 3D back. Um, TV killed movies, killed movies. People were like, why do I need to go out? They just kicked back and, you know. (laughs) And they they were looking for something really desperately to uh, bring people back. Well, didn't the theater offer uh, the movie theaters in 1951 had check out our manager's penis promotions? And they're like, can't see that on Dubai Channel. Come on down. I'll pass it to everyone. <laughs> Even that was not enough of a draw. Is that a no, screen, movie is the screen frozen or is it just? Oh, here we go. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. But you got to you got to memorize who made this. You don't this have movie. to read all of them in real time. I guess there's no pause <laughs> button back then, so they wanted to make sure you saw all of it. <laughs> they were being considerate for the guy in the audience going, uh, "Associate producer, 
Who's the gaffer? Gaffer. ML Gunsberg. Gunsberg. Oh, is that a made up name? ML Gunsberg? Gunsberg, yeah. Is that a woman? And they just didn't want to give a woman a title? It's not a chance to name to Brooke Gun. Oh, nice. The city of yeah. guns. In the Congo and California. And California. This is actually, you're very close, Congo. Well, not really. It's Uganda, which is like the Serengeti, where, where all the like stereotype animals of Africa come from. All like right. the giraffe and, you know, the gazelle and the lion and. So who is the Buana devil? Is it one of the animals you mentioned? It's like um, a, a gazelle going to show um, up and they're like, ah, a I gazelle 3D. <laughs> I have no idea what this it means. This is a true Buana. story told to me in Africa. Go it on, is a on. true story. Um, the true... They were called the Savo Maneaters. It's a well-known historic event, and they were building a railroad in Uganda, and these two lions were man-eaters that just came every night and fed. Really? Yeah. Do you remember Ghost in the Darkness? Uh, oh, Val sure, Kilmer. Douglas and Val yeah, Kilmer. Yeah, it's the same. Right, it's the same. Val kill me some lions. <laughs> so he goes off to shoot some lions. Is that the, yeah? He killed more. They go kill bad? more. Kill more. Okay, this is boring. We're meeting. Uh, oh, this is boring. Oh. <laughs> Why start now? <laughs> oh, our he's show got this. this guy. He's well, that's it. That's the show. We're done. <laughs> this is fascinating in three D. Like it looks like they're really walking around. Watch what you watch what you do with those pills, pops. Those pills are from malaria, and he goes, "The African malaria is nothing to fool around with." And so the British guy's like, "I'll have you know, I got this malaria in India." Oh yeah, the other colony. It just like malaria before it was cool. <laughs> Basically, what he's saying is he's pissed off that the workers have a holiday today, and these they need to go. And let's get going. We're building a railroad. Okay. It's Arbor Day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Today, now we will learn that um, the our hero, uh, who who it's like drunk on a train. He doesn't give a shit about his job, and he's going to be sloshed. Carl, look out. The train's coming right at you. <laughs> Whoa. And it's on time. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, that's the way it worked back in 1898 in the colonies. Now, his name is oh. Hayward, Robert Hayward. And he's his father-in-law, like, oh, is the big money man. So that's how he got his nice. job, you know? And is he Robert Stack? Where's Robert Stack? Yeah, he's Robert Stack. Robert Stack would be. He's on oh, the train. Sorry, girl. Uh, here's your mail, and he throws it in the air. They're like, "This is outrageous! This puppycock and bulls are down." for me. This is Off in the town. Oh, oh yeah, no, there's a really love connection like... over here. So, how you been? How you been? You don't call. Hmm, I don't have a phone. You <laughs> know, <laughs> petting the monkey doesn't mean anything. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. 
What he's saying right now is my father-in-law sucks and you're a pompous boss major and uh, yeah, sweet got job off his mother-in-law. Now I think that this is a David uh, Niven cameo. Okay. There he is, Steve. Jack Warden. Um, David Niven. He's no. the original Pink Panther. Uh, you hear that voice, that distinctive, the unsolved mysteries voice, you know? Oh, Robert Stack. Yeah. Is he in this? Yeah, that's him right there. I think I'm He's drunk. His head. There He's it is. There you go. There he goes. Sure, I didn't realize that. That is Robert Stack. It's so Stack. Fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Not yeah, this battery. How did they get me in this movie? Well, at this point oh. in his career, he had done a bunch of top-notch A movies, and this is a B movie. But it was a B movie with a plan. We'll bring 3D, and they, it worked. Mm-hmm. That's so, so. Oh yeah, people were like, "Let's watch Uncle uh, Milty." Well, that sounds great, but that's on Thursday. It's Tuesday. What should we do? Well, there's a 3D movie. Okay. That's to get us off our seats. That's a good point, Mike. There was like four TV shows at the time. So you can't blame just TV and people not going. Because it's seven nights a week, four television shows a week. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Killing Eve is on Wednesdays, and you got the weekend. (laughs) What are you going to (laughs) do? Judging Amy. I watched Judging Amy. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so this 3D thing has really helped movie theaters now. I mean, right? Is that and how are they doing now? Uh, today Christ. they tried to do 3D again, and it was a little more modern. But the thing is, it didn't work out, as you know. You absolutely can go. I, I think I saw Avatar in 3D. I saw. Oh, that was 3D. awesome. Mm-hmm. That was so good. And I saw it in IMAX 3D. It was oh, really that showing off. Yeah, I saw bootleg copy at uh, Uncle Boy's pizza, uh, hamburger. Because <laughs> it was playing. I was going the story. Okay, it wasn't. Now it wasn't we're good. Learn- I just have to tell you a plot point. Now oh. we're learning there's a work stoppage, and boy, David Niven is pissed off, and it's because there's lions. It's like Bobby Cock, Boulder Dash. So David Niven. <laughs> So he freaks out. So then Robert Stack comes up. He's like, great, a lion. I'll shoot it. And he's like, go get my gun. He's still drunk. Look at American. You'll frighten the workers. Okay. Now, I understand this movie is in 3D. But do you think in 1952 people were like, I can't wait to see a great colony film. I just want to see like white guys eating lions in Africa. Yeah. Is there any colonial movies this week? It's in 3D. Oh, experimental movies be damned. I can't wait to see a good colonial film. Now, in the background, there's all this gun shooting because he's out there shooting crazy at lions, right? So, surround sound would have been perfect. Here he is. He's back. One one, one zoom. I can't pick my nose while I watch this movie. Sorry, guys. Go on, Mike. Sorry. Oh no! It's just you know they. This was in mono, but it was in three D. Just you yeah. know, baby steps. Right. <laughs> he says to him, "Did you shoot the lion, laddie?" And he goes, "I think I shot one of the rings off Mars." 
Mars. Uh, Saturn. <laughs> to his voice, he's so. He's a cowboy. He's sick of it. He's amusing the boys in the uh, hut. Colonial Club. What's his deal anyway? He just came into town on a train and he's just like, <laughs> what? Fuck yeah, lion. No, no. He's the second in command there. You see, he is getting married and he needed a job. And so Mr. Conway arranged for him to go to Africa and lead the workers part. Like the one guy's the project manager and he's second in charge. And he's they've done 200 miles so far. So far, so good. David They're building railroad tracks. It is David Niven. So yeah. what exactly do they do out there? Well, they imported these workers from India. They call them the Hindus. And they do the work. And mm. basically, Robert Stack goes, mush, mush with a whip. Not literally <laughs> with a whip, but I mean, you'll see. He's like, Bah-. yeah, he, go, he likes the idea. Yeah. He was very pro to human trafficking throughout his career, Robert Stack. Put the girl in the trunk. Okay, you remember the woman who got <laughs> That's off the, the first train? rule? Remember the woman who got off the train? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he was selling her to them as a cook. I found this cook. We got this cook. And they, the two of them were like, yeah, wink, wink, yeah. So I guess it was like his, he brought his side piece home or something. But she's run away <laughs> off into the bush. Oh, really? What are they well, going to eat for breakfast? None of the backstory, Mike. He's, he's like, oh, this is my woman. And like, okay, sure, sure, sure. Okay, you're right. We have lots of lady sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Inner lady oh, party. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, he wasn't sure. that kind of a... He wasn't a beard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the sex is so good, she cleans up after me. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now oh, God, this the is going backwards. Towards me. It, has, it can only go backwards, you see. They don't have the track complete. So he will go the whole way backward. Mm. Now, he's going back to Mombasa to send a letter about how crappy the son-in-law, Bob Hayward, is, his uh, Robert Stack. <laughs> and Robert Stack's having a laugh right now because he's telling the cook that, that he doesn't have enough wood to get to Mombasa. And he's going to have a, he's going to be chopping wood in the jungle. Oh, good for him. And the hunting lion. Why did he get that wood? lion hunting look to him? Oh, You're not oh, even oh. listening to me. You're thinking about hunting a lion, aren't you? No, nonsense. Go ahead. You're, you're talking something about uh, gathering wood. Now, at this point. No, no, you're point, figuring your gut. At this point, they do not believe in any lions. One time, you know, we're stopping work. There's a lion, and he went out shooting all night. They don't really believe it. Okay. So now he tells him that the cook ran away into the bush, and this guy's like, the men want to talk. And now for the first time, we're going to get pushback that there's a man-eating lion. A Bawana devil, as it were. So Robert Stack says to one of the Indians, he goes, you're a lion. He goes, I I know lion. It's the lion. I mean, you're not being truthful. You're not. That is not a that is not a line written in 1952. You made that up. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're lying. I know the lion. You're not being truthful. Oh, that. You're lying. Bang. Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood you. So now he's saying our contract didn't include a man-eating lion. What were they expecting? Like good, good quality uh, life doing this shit? Right. Oh, it's a lion. Throw that in. Come on, it's a lion. They're adorable. So basically, they conclude. All right, we'll do a stakeout tonight. And he goes here. This guy here. He's a lion killer. He's he's our best lion killer man. He go with you. All right. So Adam missed my lion joke. No, I heard it. Just oh. Oh, okay. there was a lion there. Oh, <laughs> he heard that. I'm gonna give it a pause. Whoa! No, pause. You heard that joke a, a block away from eating the meter. It wasn't the front one, but it was the main one. Ah! Oh, oh, grumble, growl. Grumble, growl. This guy looks pretty cool. Yeah, this is Angus. His accent is great. Is he British? He's Scottish. Uh, right. But these are, uh, this is the British colonies, not the Scottish colonies. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Leave. So he's like, Angus, you better sit this out. Uh, you know, the line's going to be dangerous. He goes, oh, I came here for adventure. There's no way. Yep, see the monkey. Okay, so now, uh, it, like, there's no lion. And then this guy's going to go, right. come quick, come quick. And we're going to find the dead cook. Oh, no. She's dead? Eaten. What? How ironic. He ate, the lion ate the chef? <laughs> the lion. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't. Yeah, she was famous in in uh, Mombasa for serving lion. She was. Yeah, wow. right. she served they... plenty of lion. Well, so, you know, the lions actually ate the uh, manicurist. And they're like, this, ugh, oh, gross. Ugh. Oh, let's try like a cook next time. <laughs> they, 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 uh, they ate, what's ironic is they ate the cook rare, raw. Okay. Uh -huh. It's like cooked sushi. <laughs> now look at Robert Sack. He's freaked out and he's like, could this be the, the African tribe, you know? And he goes, laddie, he bits through her head, her skull. He, that came, he came over there saying, Listen, buddy, my father-in-law got me this job, and I want you to meet my uh, piece, Cook. And then the line is Cook, and he's like, damn, I was going to... No disrespect, but I was going to bang that Cook. <laughs> no disrespect, but I was going to bang... Okay, no so they're all waiting for the train so that they can go home. And Robert Stack's like, get back to work. And he, like, beats them you into it. You can really feel... I could really feel like I'm waiting for the bus in this 3D scene. Uh, no, that was a car. Oh, a no, that was a loud car. So here he is, like, this is what I meant, like, cracking the whip. Oh, yeah. He just watches them, like, okay, everyone, pretend you're digging. Pretend you're digging. 
Oh, I'm sure the studio is like, dig, dig, we need it for the next movie. We're doing a World War <laughs> One movie in two days. Now, for the first time, we're going to see the lions. And what we're going to see, Mike, is the tamest lions you ever <laughs> They're cute, cuddly little. What dimension? Lions? Are we going to see this cuddly? Yeah. Oh, in three dimensions. In three dimensions. Oh, right, yeah. Well, that's, that's adorable. Is, that's more got my They give my hugs. They, you know, they purr. They're really nice. You're saying the Boana Devil is like the Gazuki of monsters, of like lions. It's just adorable little uh, beast. <laughs> that's right. You'll see. Okay, so here we're pretending we're on lion stakeout. Uh huh. Now they think there's only one lion, but there's two, and they don't know it. Oh, look, here he is, Simba. Oh, Looking whoa! Listen, I gotta take my I gotta take my glasses off. This is way too intense for me. Oh, they're pointing oh, no. friendship sticks at me. Now, you know, one of the reasons why I picked this movie is that it's available on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. In, in 2D, though. But it, right. they have a lot of 3D movies in 2D. But this one is always quoted in the history books. Yeah. And i just never seen it before. And, you know, um, we did do we did do a 3D movie. This is before your time, Carl. It was with uh, uh, Ira. And it was uh -huh. coming at you. And it was from 1983, and it, it revised the 3D craze three decades later with the 1983 movie coming at you, which was a spaghetti western released in theaters in 1983. 83, so that's kind of late, yeah. Yeah, well, then you had, like, Friday the 13th Part 3D, and you had, like, all these, like, uh, Time Hunter in the Forbidden Zone 3D, shit like that. Interesting. I think it's Time Hunter. Well, it sounds sci-fi to me. So the lion ate him. Yeah, like, this is someone else. This is somebody else. They were on stakeout. The lion was in front of them, but they didn't know there was a second lion. And the lion ate from him from behind. And so Robert Stack was like, bury him so no one will know. Now they're like lion provisioning the camp. It kind of makes no sense because he buried the body and they're not supposed to know about the lion. They're lion proofing. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's the season. Now, here comes our cameo, Peter Sellers. You keep saying that. Is that really Peter Sellers? No. It's like David Niven. This is Mr. Commissioner. Uh. Oh, by the way, everybody in this film is dead. Everybody. <clears throat> <laughs> no. <laughs> now, look, there's, there's the one... No, go through the thing. They all have from this year to this year on all of the cast. And there is a young boy who I don't know who he is. He might be alive, but he would be a very old man. Right. Old man McGinty. Uh, there he is. Uh, Peter Sellers. Here's the cast. I'll put that right here. He was making scones because I am a stereotype, you know. Sometimes I get a vibe of uh, the skipper off of him. So he's about to piss off Robert Stack because he goes, what's all this lion nonsense? And he goes like, nonsense, you want me to show you the bodies? He gets mad. 
<laughs> look at that. That's Peter Sellers. Take a look, Mike. See? Ah, makes me miss the Boy Scouts. What did I miss, Carl? What? Did I miss? What did you miss? Nothing. Yeah. Look. Okay. So right now he's saying like he's angry that he calls him nonsense and he and tells him that that major, you know, who's going to rat on him to his father-in-law, he died. He got bit by a scorpion. Whoa. And he's dead. Robert Stack feels no guilt to that. Like maybe it was him being leaving him in the bush with uh, not enough wood to get home, you know? Right. Oh, so he blames himself? No, he does not. And I think he ought to give two seconds to think about that. So, Peter Sellers claims that he's got 15 years experience with lions. So they're going to lay in wait tonight with the trap. They're going to bait the trap with the goat. The lion will go in to eat the goat. They'll close it and shoot him. Now, we saw this on Killdozer, right? They put a sacrificial goat and then Killdozer uh, grinds over it. It was in Jurassic Park, too, right? They use a goat. Yeah, I, I was worshiping Satan the other day. They were using a goat. Weird. Yeah. That really get you know, the abuse. They really, <laughs> that really get messed with my goat. Okay, <laughs> so the guy what, did Carl? this, right? It's a B movie. His name is Arch O'Baller. Arch O'Baller. And he was prolific. Uh, playwright, screenwriter, novelist, producer, director, actor in films, radio, especially theater and television, everything. And he, much attention with his radio scripts. He got Mae West banned once. Uh, horror series, blah, blah, blah. He was one of those kind of people you either loved him or hated him. He was liked or not liked. And he was the one who overheard this guy, this camera crew, talking about 3D filming. He followed it up. Uh, he knew it was like a ticket to fame, ticket to riches, and it worked. Weird. Why is he polarizing? What exactly does he polarize? Well, it was a very turbulent time. FDR was for the people, and, you know, Taft was definitely, it was polarizing. He was a Taft man? He was definitely for the rich, yes. He oh, was yeah. a Taft man. So he's for the colonists, is what you're saying in this movie. He's rooting for those guys. Yes. Now you see Peter Sellers' cameo, Adam. Cool. Is really Peter Sellers? Yes. There's really wow. Peter Sellers. <laughs> he was seven. It's not. <laughs> Whoa. So Peter Sellers is all proud of himself. He's like, I bagged me a lion, laddie. And it turns out to be a hyena. Joke's on him. Look who's laughing. Whoa, there's a hyena. So don't you want a hyena? Well, I knew I knew him when he cleaned up, Sabrina. Hyena? He wasn't hyena. Hi, Ina. What is this guy doing? Uh, okay, this is the cutest, most adorable lion. He's looking for a knife. Look, you see, he gave him a nice hug. Oh, no. Thank you, Thank you for the hug. Ugh. That lion totally hugged that guy. That guy is so lucky he's out of this film. 
And now <laughs> Robert Stack is very upset that he was he hugged him to death, that lion. Very upset. Yes, well, very awkward and sweaty. So Peter Sellers is like, well, I'm off. And he tells him that he's going to report again to the father-in-law. This is a different person, but this guy is a bum. Uh, he needs to replace him. Um, well, so, can I just say, Carl, this movie is why people wanted to watch TV. <laughs> this not he stayed help. in that night. Oh, my God. What, test pattern? Let's do it. Oh, my God. Is that Felix the Cat in 3D? There. Done. <laughs> I'll watch that. Well, the lion ate one of the people. I got to go. Yeah, that's uh, true. You know, as old saying my father had, when the animals start eating you, get the fuck out. <laughs> the All right. Get oh, leaving. <laughs> Good when luck. The tough get eaten, the tough get leaving. <laughs> Thanks for color coordinating, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're the all color. from India, and that was their garb. Apparently, some of this is authentic in that lightest sense. Also, uh, Obama went to Africa in 1948, and a guy who was with there was shooting all sorts of footage of native dancing and animals, and that is the footage we'll see throughout this film. His buddy's stock footage. And it's very obvious that it's not the same. It was filmed in 16 millimeter, and of course this is filmed in 35 with the double cameras and all of the whammy wow. jammies that go along with it. Wow, you could really see him stare into space. <laughs> 3D is good. Now, it's basically we're having a scene of self-reflection, the commissioners back to Mombasa to get help. But, and so Robert Sack is like, I'm going to wait in the field tonight on my lonesome. Let him come for me. <laughs> so he's mad. Yeah. Do we meet his fiance? Does she oh, come by yeah. and you're like, no, bro. Yeah, we're going to meet him. Daddy says, don't attack that lion. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't care what my father-in-law tells me. That's right. Throw oh, it at yeah. Get out of here, shovel. Now, this guy would be, uh, he would go on to be in The Untouchables. That was his big TV show. The, the TV show. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, and, and then, right. Commercials. What commercials was he in? I keep thinking the battery. The guy with the chip. Go ahead, knock that. Uh, no, that, yeah, that oh, was Black Sheep Squadron guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, Black Sheep Squadron. Oh, there's a lion that can hug me to death. It's the morning, and basically, it's like, where is Robert Stack? It'll be a little like, ah, thing, and then it'll be fine. Uh, Robert Stack was in the Navy in World War II, an aerial gunnery officer. Uh, yeah, Elliot Ness in um, The Untouchables. Cool. He had a relaunch. You see, he had his career, and it kind of started to go away. And then in that movie, 1941, they called him into service. And after that, he was in. Because he was being a comedian then, something he had never done before. I was an airplane. Right. Oh, right. He was an airplane, 1980. And then he was in, you know, Joe versus the Volcano, Caddyshack 2, Beavis and Butthead to America, base, Basketball. Uh, all the hits. Oh. All the hits. Now, you know, I've I mentioned this before. There was an interview with Robert, uh, Ernest Borgnine 
uh, in the AV club, and he said that Basketball was his least favorite movie, and he thought those guys were idiots. Yeah, I, I, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. There's a great clip where um, Ernest Borgnine is on Fox News, and he's a uh, he's a Fox and Friends, and he's saying something like, "You know, my wife likes what I do." And they go, well, we don't want you to say it. And then he whispers it to the guy, but the guy has a microphone on, yeah. so you can hear him fully saying. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. And the, you know, the host is like, please stop, please stop. Uh, the only other thing about Robert Stack, he had a run on Falcon Crest. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so yeah, these are all familiar roles. I just keep thinking I know him from commercials. No, he was in a lot of commercials. I just didn't do the research on that. It seemed like you see. Oh, well, like because hotel. I was expecting the internet would tell me that this was the voice on the Geico commercials, and right. so I found all his commercials he did, and I went through them and stuff. And I, this is the old footage, 1948. You're going to see a lot of African stuff. Now, is that anyway, in 2D? Y- yes, but they still put the colors in. It's it's not very. The internet claims that the old footage is tacked on and the 3D stuff is fake. So, not fake, it just looks cheap. Like, uh, there's a 3D in which you only do the colors, and then there's the 3D where you have the two cameras. And, you know, they can only do the colors. My, My favorite, my least favorite part of 3D movies are the last 10 minutes, right? They're like, you remember this? (laughs) <laughs> you remember this? <laughs> you got 10 more minutes before the credits. There's more. Look at that fake footage, huh? Whoa. They look hungry, those hippos. But, you, <laughs> but you'll see he'll, like, shoot at one and fall off his canoe. You see how they fake it? Uh-huh. He's in front of a screen, a movie screen. Yeah, and then suddenly there's a beach ball kind of in his way. Oh, no. Oh, Al shit. Gators. But that never pays off. He just gets to the shore. Phew. But why? Why not do it? You've got the alligators. They're going in the water. Just have a scene where he's like, thrash, thrash. Whoa, I made it to safety. Yeah, just throw a couple gators into the camera. Oh, shit. That's right. What a devil. He doesn't have a gun. He ate Peter Sellers. Look at him. He's the nicest lion you'd ever want to meet. There's no blood. (laughs) <laughs> he was very petite. Made no chewing noises. Dipped his uh Yeah, it's like he put uh Peter Sellers to sleep. <laughs> Take a nice nap. He bit off a gun. Wow. So you know I never saw Jaws, but I imagine this is the plot. Okay, now we're back. Now we have the only scene of humor in this whole. They're they're lighting fires. To... Okay, here's a humorous scene, and I wish I had a laugh track to play for you. I think I will climb this cliff for no reason. Uh oh. Oh, it's the nicest lion ever. Whoa. Wow, that's a fall. That would have been a great laugh track. Gilligan. <laughs> Gilligan. Oh, Gilligan's Island in oh. 3D. Oh, stuck on that's the what I should have done. That would have been a big hit. So now, so now Skipper comes in and goes, Laddie, the Hindus are going. They're really this time going. 
And so Robert Stack, once again, will lay down the old like Kunta Kinte rap. You're not going anywhere. Gonna walk and walk back and forth with them. Get back to work. There's no lions. Get oh yeah, look at him. Yeah. He shouldn't stand on the tracks like that. Listen, I have all these facts about the other actors, but who cares? Oh, it's the oh. nicest lion in the world gonna give you a hug. Look at the lion. He just ate some look at that little blood thing under his yeah. chin. He gave him a nibble. Yeah, a little love bite. They're fierce lions and their kisses make a little blood. He kissed me on the neck. What um, a weird lion. I could tell you all about these actors and it's just not interesting, you know. Do you need to have more about the director? Sure. He was. Uh, Did he make porno really movies? In the... What? Did he make porno movies in the 70s? No, no. He died in 87. Uh, uh. His ego and personality were larger than life. Radio historian, historian Joe Dunning wrote. Few people were ambivalent when it came to Arch Oldmar. He was one of those intense personalities who were either liked or disliked with equal fire. Um, I wonder why he's disliked, because he's an asshole. <laughs> yes. He got Mae West banned. He did this radio show and he gave Mae West all sorts of suggestive stuff. Not that she doesn't do that. She does. Right. So he really fed her, but he played it on, maybe it wasn't his fault. It played on Sunday, just before the, um, church. right. <laughs> oh, I can't go to church now. I'm so riled up by that Mae West innuendo. I would come uh, up and Milton see her Gunsberg, for sex. Uh, Milton Gunsberg turned his focus to independent producers, demonstrated natural vision, vision to Arch Olberg, producer and writer of popular Lights Out radio show. He was pressed enough to option it for his next film project. <laughs> he went on to make 12 of these. Nice. I'm sure they all made money. They're all B-movies. They played again, you know, double feature. So now he's making a deal with the Ugandan stereotypes and to help them, you know, like get the lion. And the thing is, like, they're insisting on no guns because it's that's won't bring honor to the tribe. They want to spear them. It's it's part of their rituals and rites uh, of passage. So they're going to get a posse together of people who killed lions before. But with no gun. With no guns, just spears. Now look at the way he shakes his spear. It's obviously an actor. You know what I mean? Oh, they handed him a spear and go, go, go nuts. Well, he says, like, I'm stalking a lion. I'm stalking a lion. You'll see it from all of them. But it's, they give more natural performances when the lion assaults them. <laughs> I'm walking trepidatiously. I'm bouncing. The middle of the day. The lion's just hanging out there. Yeah, Maybe. look how the nicest lions in the world, they're just great. 
I'm late for my FGM audition. Wish me luck. <laughs> That's right. Casper, the friendly lion. <laughs> the friendliest lion. And his dick friend, uh, hot devil, little devil. Now, I especially hate this scene because these fierce lion hunters will basically have very frady cats. And I'm scared. It's so stupid. It's adorable. Is this Jaws with the lion? Is this In whole 3D. movie about the lion? Remember Jaws 3D? Yeah, the whole movie's about the yeah. lion. I saw Jaws 3D in the theater in Montclair. Yeah. There was an arm floated in front of you. That was about the only good part. Was that the Claremont? Uh, probably. Yes. Look, I'm going in circles. Because I'm a nice lion. Are those white guys, though? I mean... I don't think so. Uh, mm. Whoa! There's a second lion! Run away! Run away! Oh, there's always a second lion. Run away! What a twist. Yeah, we're professionals. We never thought of a second line. But they dropped. This movie's called The Wanted Devil. These are the yeah. brave men. Okay. Yeah, everyone's gonna. In fairness, they're the king of the jungle, not the kings <laughs> of the jungle. So I understand why they thought there's only one. <laughs> that is, yeah, if you're being fair. Being yeah. fair. But, they're hiding their face in shame when they go past Robert Stack. Sorry, we're such pussies. My bad. So the Stack's going to have to do it himself. Well, Robert Stack kind of doesn't know what to do. And uh, it, we're going to have more back-to-work stuff. Like, the African tribe we just saw, they're burying their dead. So he's like, let them bury their own dead. You bury yours. Back to work. This burying the dead scene is probably the best example of 3D animation I've seen in movies. <laughs> it really looks like you're burying the dead. What do the kids love? They want to see people burying their dead. Right. <laughs> in 3D. Now, next we'll have uh, the greatest pompous voice of Parliament. So I think we should listen it's the House of Commons. Robert right. Stack doesn't know what to do. He's tortured. I would like to ask the Colonial Secretary a question. Is it a fact that the building of a British railway financed by British capital is being held up by two lions? <laughs> and this senior situation is... The evening news. Extra, extra. We didn't write an article. Just the headline. <laughs> extra, extra. Print shop is now free on, on the new line computers. Extra, extra. Article, extra. This is a shocking yeah. state of affairs. We saw this in the opening. Oh, is it the monkeys? Here we go. Yeah. It's laughing. The last two minutes of laughing. Laughing. <laughs> the last episode of laughing. Is it hot in here? Yes, Buck. Is it hot in here or is it V? Oh, this stuffed animal smacked to you. Look how they all like lay down. It's a massacre. Yeah, listen, man. When it's lion comes at you, that's it. You're done. You might as well lie down. Mm -hmm. Look, now 
Lots of times a stuffed animal attacks the lion, but here he's got a stuffed animal in his... Look, see that dummy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't appreciate that. Took a lot of time making this movie. You come up with a storyline. Oh, you mean the mannequin dummy? Yeah, sure. Yes, that's right. So now we're basically getting like we're at a breaking point. He's trying to design the next bridge as if the lions don't exist. He's gonna Angus is gonna go to Mombasa to get help. They got twenty dead and, and it's been three weeks. They haven't two hundred miles they've done and for three weeks, they haven't done one inch. Wow. It's in all the papers, evening news. Right. Now, Good for job. some reason, yeah. they're going to be digging up the side of a hill. It makes no sense. And it's clearly we're like mid-act two here because we're going to start meeting B characters and the, his wife is going to show and he'll need that to get to the third act. You'll see. That's it. Right. This is good. The act three sounds great. Angus is drinking on the. Oh no, he's not. It's malaria. He's taking malaria pills. Now look, why are they digging here? And look how the workers are really pretending. They're not doing a thing. What? What about the cameraman? <laughs> Strange angle. I, I must think look really I good. Can. I think I can. I think I can. Woo, Look how dangerous that side of the hill is. It's. Uh, what was it? Going to action. We're just gonna stand here for hours. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh they, was they missed the spot. Wow. What was the name of the British train show that had Ringo Starr and uh, George Carlin in it? Thomas yeah. the train. Thomas. It was Thomas. Yeah. Oh. Fucking well, Thomas. Thomas. Thomas is a whiny ass train. Goodness, there's a train full of pompous Brits. <laughs> You'll see, they're all. Oh, I hope a lion. Hello yeah, there. <sighs> Oh. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Wife. It's Bridie. Are they married? They are married. Oh, yeah. They're engaged? No, they're married. And they are very cold. Oh, I should pretend you're the cook. Well, she, she is a lady in Africa right now. I mean, you gotta, she's got to have every, every uh, I don't know. <laughs> hello, wife. Hello, husband. He's not happy she's there, but he's at the same time, he is very happy to see her. It's weird. Her name is Alice. Okay, so now the pompous Brits will get the most ridiculous pretend dancing you've ever seen. Oh, good. Finally, a dance number. This movie's so bad. Look at this. He's having a picnic. How did yeah, they bring these instruments? Well, this is the orchestra that's mentioned in the credits, right? Yeah. Wasn't there like a musical ensemble that got credited? Uh, maybe, and I didn't catch it. Uh, I probably have music done down here somewhere. Well, the credit was in 3D, Carl. You might have missed it. Right. It might have been like beyond you, or below you, or beneath you, or above you, or you're through it. 
This was a critical failure and it should be. It really sucks. But it was a hit. Because it actually, but it did lose money. It lost like $200,000, which was like, uh, maybe one point something i don't know oh not two million dollars but a lot they lost a lot on this film in today's money you know so but this film i always read about like it was the first 3d movie it caused to kick off the craze i mean i guess right. uh it did it house did. of wax and uh, creature of the black lagoon those are probably the famous 3d movies from the 50s well, yeah, I mean, it, it took off from then, and they made 12 of these. As I, I think I probably mentioned it, uh, what's funny is the film was given code approval because they didn't have the ratings yet in 2D, right. but it, the one in 3D had a kissing scene, um, and we'll see it later, like a kissing in 3D. You could really see the tongue. <laughs> you could not. Yeah. Between the old guy and Stack. <clears throat> so they just went to see a musical number. Yeah, and now they have to get dragged to the other tribe to see another one. They don't what like it day. at all. Uh, basically, all we're hearing here is pompous, pompous. And it reminds me of Carl and Mike's party machine. It's pompous bragging. When I was in India, we did blah, blah, blah. Now we have African Dance Mania, which is also reminds me of Carl and Mike's Party Machine. Pompous belligerence. I'm sick of this. Now this was all shot in 1948 on their excursion to Africa. Oh, they got girls this time. This is the pompous bragging I was speaking of. Oh. It's very funny how they're really standing in front of a 2D movie screen, pretending that they're there. They didn't have green screens, of course, but it's the same thing. Oh. Right? So, Am I right? Yes, Carl. Very insightful. Uh, do you think this movie played in a 3D uh, drive-in? Uh, no, I don't. I think it played in movie theaters. Um, okay, so now she's like, tell me about my husband. You've known him for six months. Tell me about my husband. And he's like, lady. And he doesn't say anything. He's, got, he's glad you're here. I'll tell you that, eh, lassie. <laughs> we watched Broke Bear Mountain four times. I don't know why. Um, U.S. screenings of feature... Um, it, it was released into theaters. It didn't go to a drive-in at all. Um, but I, I have it here somewhere, the theater releases. But it's not very interesting. You know, do you think there was 3D movies and drive-ins? Sure. Yeah. I guess you could do that. United Artists bought the rights to Bawana Devil for half a million dollars and a 
share of the profits and began a wide release of the film. Um, there was a lawsuit, and it doesn't really matter. Other major studios started releasing their own 3D films. Warner Brothers adapted the natural vision process for House of Wax. Right. We know two really good uh, 3D movies I've seen from the 50s is uh, Kiss Me Kate. They did oh, a. Yeah. So the, the stage itself has depth to it. So it's like uh -huh. you're in the theater watching it. And then That's Jerry, cool. Jerry Lewis and Martin, uh, Dean Martin had Money from Home, which I saw in a movie theater in 3D. It was great. Okay. They're, they're gambling on horses. It's okay. Money from Home. Oh. <laughs> okay. You see the little kid there? He's introduced so that he can die later. What? From what? Lion? Yes. These lions eat children? <laughs> Isn't that awful? The lion's on a diet? Can't eat a human? Can't eat a full kid? <laughs> Can't go for the wee woods? So they're having dinner and they're doing a bunch of pompous bragging as Brits, you know, and the little kid right. is introduced. And they're going to sleep in the train car. They brought their own sleeping quarters, essentially. And there's, when they leave, it's going to be real awkward between husband and wife. See, you know, he's going to be like, he feels like a loser. And she's going to be like, you never talk to me. What separate beds are they going to sleep in? No, they're going to be in the same bed all right. Oh, really? Huh? And everyone else is watching? No, no. This is 19... Uh... 1898. <laughs> oh, I guess yes. 1899 if six months have passed. Good night, child. Good night. You will die. You're going to become my, like my pretend, my child symbol soon. I'll think of you every time a lion eats somebody. <laughs> we'll keep your memory. We'll cherish your memory every time a lion eats somebody. <laughs> we'll start a foundation in your name. <laughs> the least we could do. What kind of film director is like, oh, all right, the kid's in, but he's got to be in by the lion. <laughs> I know movie making. Hi, it's your agent. Hi, did we get the part? Yeah, but uh, there is this one. Oh, you'll love it. It's it's out in location. Uh, there's some, some cowboy stuff. Then, you, you, can, you get eaten by a lion. Okay, they need to know by Friday, so... <laughs> So now it's just the two of them, and it's going to be a lot of awkward husband and wife stuff. And they're going to go into the tent, and, you know, he's going to be feeling sorry for himself. And she's going to be like, well, yeah, but I love you, so who cares? And he's going to be like, okay, I'll stop being embarrassed. And then they kiss. They're making the fires for the lions, you know. Uh, fires for their loins. <laughs> yeah. I doubt the director was sharp enough. The director was very sharp, but I doubt that the script was, you know, trying to give us a, the fire for their lawyer, you know. Oh, I saw the porn movie of this movie. But wanna fuck? But wanna, but wanna do it? <laughs> All right, that's a... I wanna. I didn't take my Viagra. Okay, so this is a bunch of boring talk, and then they're going to do it. You'll see the 3D kiss that got it not coded. 
March 1952, he was going to call it The Lion of Guru, footage and shot in Africa, filming to start in May. It was going to be a national vision. And then he overheard this new revolutionary 3D effect. And he no, no, this idea. is, no, that was long. This was his big, this is, his plan's coming to fruition. He was gotcha. announcing he's going to make the move. This is shot in San Fernando Valley. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you can there's see. A, there, okay, there's a place called the Paramount Ranch. It's in the Santa Monica Mountains, and, you know, it's San Fernando Valley, and there's a hiking trail named the Bawana Trail to denote the locations. Of this movie? Yeah, so you could go to Bawana Trail. That sounds like a LWAFL uh-huh. road trip. trip. Yeah. Let's go to Hollywood and see where they shot uh, Bawana <laughs> We've come a long way for this. <laughs> Almost there. Mm. That was the ranch Charles Manson is. Yeah, whatever. I'm going to the... kiss your eyeball. Oh, gee. Wait, yeah, that was the Manson Ranch over there. Excuse me, uh, sir. Uh, we're going to Bawana, Bawana Trail. Bawana Devil. Look, like there's the kiss. Did you see? Oh, it's 3D. Yeah. Yeah. And so that got him banned. Oh, lion. Lion. He's like okay. Jason. That now we're gonna have the train car master massacre, and it's so funny. Um, He's gonna lick him. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna have stuffed animals that they're gonna be battling. You know. And yeah, the nicest lion in the world. Two nice lions are going to visit these <laughs> fat Brits. When they choreographed these these lion fights, not one said, "Why don't you move towards the camera?" or "Why don't you uh, throw something at the camera?" or "Why don't you do?" do... <laughs> no. Uh... What did I miss? Well, you came at the right time because we're going to have a massacre now with the nicest lions and they're going to fight stuffed animals. You'll see. So they go into the train and the train people are like, huh? And then they all like have a pillow fight. Tickets, please. Roar. Sir, if you don't have your ticket. Look at this nice lion. Hi. Uh, uh, furry thing. Oh. <laughs> uh. Skipper, skipper. Oh no! Look out, plushy. Mm, give him a hug, sir. I'm going to ask you to leave FAO Sports if you can't play with those stuffed animals nicely. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, Just shake the doll around. No one will notice. <laughs> no one will see. Recognize. It's adorable. So scary. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you also missed that Robert Stack uh, banged his wife. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, she looks like she's... uh, Oh, she's contented. She is contented. She's fully dressed up to her neck, literally. It is 1952, but they kissed, and they he was kissing her eyes, and Michael tell you, look, she's getting dressed as if she hasn't been wearing that all night. Safari walk of shame. 
<laughs> I love the beautiful, it's a beautiful walk. It's shameful, but it's beautiful out there. Good morning. Now we like each other again. And this guy goes, look, look how embarrassed she'll be. He's kissing. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. 12 hours ago, these guys were eating by lines. He goes, hey, boss, hey, boss, there's a train car massacre. There's stuff, stuffing is everywhere. He's in a treehouse? That's pretty cool. Yeah. You should be putting that on Airbnb. Oh, it's part of the anemones. Holy. Oh, it's Mortimer Duke. Dead. And his brother. Randolph Duke. So does this mean they get to ride for free? Yeah. They got their ticket punched. Hello. Should have just taken a cab to the airport. There's mm -hmm. nothing everywhere. Get a dust pack. <laughs> I got some news. The LIRR is delayed. That's news? <laughs> it's news if it's not delayed. Come on. The now look, just dad's like, dead. Guy. Yeah, dad is dead. So that means that um, Alice, our wife will get a baby substitute and the only reason she gets the baby substitute is so that it can be eaten later yeah they, the, the lion eats the kid in this movie spoiler and by spoil i mean this film <laughs> well he had to eat the kid fast because of spoiler alerts uh hey i did jump back on to tell you uh to get michael's joke book go to proudlyresents.com slash joke book slash joke book there you go Bring it, it right the, to the webpage. All my scale. find is broccoli jokes. I have broccoli jokes. I got tomato jokes in there. It's a wide variety of jokes in there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I, I got to jump back and go back to work. I don't right, want to buy it. Okay, Adam, Adam. If, you, if you see that extension cord, let me know, okay, for the radio. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you have a one-track mind. <laughs> if he sees it, Mike, if he sees it. If he I sees see it. it. But I'll just sit here and work for four more hours. But you guys, and then I'll look for your thing. All right, thanks. Yeah, you should get to work first and then look for it. Oh, so they Carl, nice to see you. <laughs> Big yeah. Same here, same here. I always right, like to see a Spiegelman. All right. He's going to miss the uh, last dramatic 20 minutes. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, this is uh, okay. This, you asked me at the end of how is the film, it's like, okay, so she's like, we're going home. And he's like, damn it, woman, I can't go home. You go home. And she goes, if you're not going home, I'm not going home. And then it's he, settled. They're going to fight the lions together. He, he married the Queen of England? <laughs> yes. Queen Elizabeth? <laughs> Goodness, Robert, what are you up to now? Yeah, your majesty, I'm out here hunting lions, but you're Can a husband be obsessed by a lion? I am in Africa. Um, she is, uh, Alice, she's Barbara Britton, film and television actress, best known for Western films opposite Randolph Scott, Joel McRae, and Gene Autry, we know that name. Two-year tenure as the inquisitive am amateur sleuth Pam North on the television radio series Mr. and Mrs. North. Look, I can tell you about all these actors, but it's very we never not a context. 
you know, it's interesting that we're talking about a lot of radio stars and producers in this that made this movie. Yeah. They're like, we hate television. <laughs> people so, can't back before television, a, Carl. People would just sit around our 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 furniture and listen to our radio show. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, television killed radio, but it killed film too. I don't know. It didn't kill film, but this helped bring film back. So now we have our full-on blown uh, child substitute. Okay, and she's got herself a son, essentially, uh, so he can get eaten. And he's he's adorable. We saw him naked. Yeah, they don't all have big ones. I was not even looking there. <laughs> well, kudos to you, Mike. Okay, basically, she's just doing more of it. She's going up there and going, Robert, take a break. Robert, get some iced tea. Look at you, you're all, Robert, you're all red in the sun. It's like a Gap commercial. What they're allegedly doing. Once again, Mike, look at the guy in the blue turban behind. They're not working. You see how he's faking? He's not even hitting it. Right. It's, it's well, so funny. Ow. It's like, this, yeah, well, they're all from the theater, you know. You don't really dig on stage. <laughs> you could hurt the stage. You don't want to scruff those. Uh, you want to walk on those boards, not scruff them. Yeah. You know, the, real, the joke's on him because he really is probably tired from having to do that over and over. I know, even then, but he didn't do a single work. Like, he but didn't do it right. Might as well just do the work. Okay, so now the African tribe shows up and says, remember when we were stereotypes? Well, we're going overboard now. You guys brought the lions. They're devils, not lions. And the train brought them. And Robert Stack oh. is going to be mad, mad, mad. Do you think that there's a ring of truth to that, that the, the trains brought the lions? Well, it brought a food source for the lions. Yeah, right, like some fresh food. No, but they believe they're devil spirits. They believe it's like a... Oh, the lions themselves are actual devil spirits. Right. They're, so, they're cute devil spirits. Now you're going to hear a lot of Swahili here. All right. And that's actually accurate in the Serengeti in Swahili. To Google Translate. Well, it sounds great, Carl. All right. Now, this one is like the meanie, meanie, meanie one. And he's going to throw a spear at him. All oh, right, yeah, let's talk. <laughs> the film premiered under the banner of Arch O'Baller Productions, November 26, 1952. Twin engagement at the Hollywood Paramount Theater and the Paramount Theater in downtown Los Angeles. Open to the public the following day. Ooh, so it was like two separate theaters showing it, and only yeah, like for the press. A double premiere, yeah. Yeah. For one for the press and one for, like, all us cool guys who really made the film. Like, Marilyn Monroe was there, but she was at one of the gatherings, not the other one. I went to the other gathering. <laughs> this guy was a B filmmaker. I'm sure Marilyn wasn't there. You see the spear? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the baby cries. You're making my baby. Okay, now it's a night of uneasy sleeping. She's not with Robert, that's why. 
Well, because, yeah, cause, that's right. She lives for him. But um, he's on Lion Sentry duty, you know. Oh, yeah. Lion Sentry. If you think the lions are bad, the mosquitoes, oh. They got malaria going around. Oh, that's right. You got to take those pills. Oh, I've got my own malaria pills. <laughs> uneasy sleep. Uneasy sleep. Oh, this is terrible. Well, her sleep number was on four. Look, you're lying yourself. You're lying. You're lying. On the bed. Yeah. You're lying. I mean, on the on the bed. Okay, I'm stealing that. How can I make that into a joke? Uh huh. People are gonna be like, "I came here during COVID, uh, risked everything to hear a night of comedy." Well, you got it, or I would be lying. Get it, lying? I would be a lying. <laughs> That's so funny. Thanks for, Thanks for coming. My wife always misunderstands what I say. You know, she doesn't let me finish my sentence. I walk into the room, into the bedroom, and I go, you're lying. She goes, what? I said, no, on the bed. Will you just let me finish my sentence? Never let you finish. Was there was an Uncle Floyd joke where uh, Looney Skip Rooney comes on to the Uncle Floyd show, and he goes, Floyd, Floyd, my uncle just got, as a zookeeper, and he just got fired from the zoo. Well, Looney Skip Rooney, uh, your uncle just got fired from the zoo? Yeah, he got fired for feeding the squirrels. Oh, feeding the squirrel, I don't see. To the lions! <laughs> okay, here comes Baby, who's now missing. And there's uh, lots of scary stuff in the jungle, like a, like a non-poisonous poa constrictor. <laughs> and a turtle that's turtle. running oh, away. No, he's, he's catching up to the turtle, it's too late. So now it'll be like baby's gone missing and then they go to find him and they just can't find him and things keep getting suckier and suckier. And then they'll have a whole search for the baby and then it won't be satisfying. They don't find him. They got to go to sleep without him. Really? What kind Look of surrogate parents are they? Right. Wait, baby was just here, baby. Oh, the pills are alive. What's the sound of baby? <laughs> baby eating lion. That was Austria. Austria. Yeah, Austria. I get these Thanksgiving movies all mixed up. You know, I watch them all during the holidays. You know, the they don't have devil. Thanksgiving in uh, Canada. Oh. Well, no, they kind they do. They have it on their own day, right? They don't have Thanksgiving in Mexico. Uh, you know what they call Thanksgiving in Mexico? What? Thursday. Uh, well, you know what they call planes, trains, and automobiles in Mexico? Nova? What? Planes, trains, and automobiles going around for some reason. What? Because it takes place in, th they're going to Thanksgiving, but. It's not... Oh, that Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. Trains, planes, and automobiles. Yeah, he sold the uh, shower right, curtains. Right. Give me another, give me another Thanksgiving movie. I'm going to nail this out of the park. Uh, Christmas with the Cranks. That was uh, Thanksgiving. That was a Christmas one. National Lampoon's Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving Vacation. That was a good Thanksgiving. One. Yeah, Thanksgiving Vacation. These holiday films. So they spent all day searching for the baby. They can't find the baby, and now she's like, 
baby's dead. It's like, Alice, oh, come on. Maybe it's, yeah. We'll look in the morning. There's lots of places for a baby to hide in the jungle. Let me hear her right. say it. Baby's dead. If that's the case, you should just go outside and go, I give up. Where are you hiding? Where are you hiding? I give up. Ali, Ali, oxen free. Ali, Ali, oxen free. All right, Uncle, you win. Baby's dead. This movie sucks. Can we stop now? Oh, okay. Carl, what'd you think of this movie? <laughs> it sucks. He began hosting Unsolved Mysteries in 1987. He thought very highly of the interactive nature of the show, saying it created a symbolic relationship between viewer and program, and that the hotline was a great crime-solving tool. That's right. They had a, well, it was a syndicated weekly show. So it was on the, you know whatever uh, channel that paid for it. Yeah. It would be like back to back seven seven thirty uh, unsolved mysteries, and they had a hotline because I've I've seen the show in like later reruns and I don't remember seeing a hotline. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. if you have a mystery that's still yet to be solved, no, it would they would do the mystery, and then if you knew any information, you would call. Is it? If you think the baby was eaten by a lion, press one. If you think UFOs took the baby, press two. If the Loch Ness Monster was anywhere near the vicinity. So now we're going to have a bunch of the 1948 footage in which it's like, that animal's threatening us. I'm going to make a stance. Oh, it's okay. They just did it with the oxen. Did you see? You could tell it's old footage because the oxen says buy U.S. war bonds on the side. <laughs> the war was still going on when they used that footage. Look, here's like, look, here's a threat. Oh, it's okay. The guy wearing an elephant suit. Stand here in front of this movie projector. Yeah, really weird. Don't worry, they're just giraffes. There's no threat. Now, this is real. In San Fernando Valley, they brought an ostrich, which doesn't go, I don't think. The ostrich did nothing. Even bothers these both legs. You know how they sometimes hiss and stuff? Nothing. Yeah. You know what you got to do is you got to, as an actor, you got to whisper in the ostrich. I'm going to steal your fucking eggs. And then they get like you, the fear of God in them, and that's when you start acting. Right. Otherwise, now, they just they're, they stand there. Now, he cheated us a little because he just showed us some footage that he already showed us when he was in the canoe. Oh, the hippos. Look, it's going to be like, don't look at He'll charge. She, he's going to shoot a, an elephant, and then he goes, don't shoot him, the baby. Now, look, you see the panther in the tree? Yeah. What's going on? Just chilling. And he won't attack them or nothing? How the panther got in the tree? I'll never know. <laughs> How the panther got in my pajamas? Don't shoot. Don't shoot the baby. Because I... 
you know, there's an old Hollywood adage which is don't work with children and animals. He's gonna because do it. the animals will eat the children. Right. Yeah. Oh, so is that a baby elephant? Uh oh. Nothing. Nothing will come. Nothing. He's roaring. Too stealthy. It worked too well. No one saw him. He recently died, the Black Panther. <coughs> You're thinking of a different. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are they done? Are they gone mad? That's the thing. We're just, we're going to wander around looking for the lions and then they're going to find the lions and the lions uh -huh. won't attack because it's daytime. It's, it's, look, now he's going crazy. He's getting bonkers in the sun. He starts talking nuts. I'll turn it up. Listen. All right. What? Oh, what was that? What? I think I'm going mad. Radio is the future. That's crazy. People don't want to go to the theaters. What can I do? I'll make three-dimensional imagery. My radio is 3D. Remember we saw oh. that movie in which they were envisioning like a radio with pictures of the future, oh, yeah. remember? Cool. Yeah, whatever happened to that idea? Uh, that was in person in March. That was the hell one, Hades. Um, oh, right. Yeah, that was a public domain movie. Dante's Inferno. Yeah, Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Next year, there'll be a new batch of public domain movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Every year. Every, well, they stopped it for a while. Yeah. Thank you, Disney. Thank you, Disney. Thank you for that 20-year well, wait. Now look behind him. The nicest oh. lion in the world. It's Moana Devil One. <laughs> this is like the ending of Scream, where there's like two killers. You're like, what? Look, look, Rob, there's another Moana. Oh, what does it mean? Oh, Wait, the stuffed animal. How do you so? Ah! He took a swipe at her. Now she's a damsel in distress, but they won't use it well. Oh, he's going to save the day. It's just like the carnival where you shoot the ducks, but this time you shoot the stuffed animals on the wall. <laughs> These are not stuffed animals. They're just tamed uh, or born in captivity. Nice. Uh, Lion. I mean, we did see it for a second there when he pretend attacked her. It must be like a retired zoo in San Fernando Valley. San Fernando Valley. Like this exit, retired zoo animals. Pig this zoo. His great-great-grandfather was in Bawana. Bawana <laughs> See. We're getting admitted. Oh, San Fernando Valley. That's right, the lions. They killed his wife? She got sideswiped. She got a strike. Is the guy looking at her boobs? That's really awkward. Well, they're married. It's okay. No, she's bleeding. They're married. Oh, They're married. Yeah, I'm cocking a gun. Yeah, I'm looking in the camera. What's your problem? Now, his gun, you know, is having trouble, and it will, when the time is right, misfire. And he'll have to hit the lion with the, <laughs> his gun. 
This lion is just hiking with his girlfriends. Listen, we're going to get out, and every day this week, we're going to do a little bit of hike a little bit farther. He's wearing, you can't tell, but he's wearing Juicy Couture pants. He's telling the audience, like, he's claiming, you won't attack me during the day. Huh? You're waiting for the night. Attack me in the day! And he freaks out on him. Okay. So he starts walking. La la la. It's like I'm Captain Ahab and you're Moby Dick, except you're a lion and um, I'm not really <laughs> Captain Ahab. Oh, bang bang! It's just a tame lion from the zoo, man. It's the nicest lion you'll ever want to be. Ow! Ah, Ow! I was being a cool guy. Ow! What's he doing? Did you pour uh -huh. water on him? Oh, this will wake me up. Well, he sounded like an Eric son of a bitch. Wait till the... You'll never work for MGM again. <laughs> right. Now his gun misfires. I'm gonna eat you up. So he hits him on the head with the butt of the gun. Ow! Hey, Leo, I got a message from United Artists. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's that how is that how that really works? Yeah, yeah this is for, for money. Is that what it is? Hey, get your shine box. <laughs> yeah. I, that is a little insulting. Is insulting him a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Again, this guy's horny. It's okay. The lions. They. I was the Moby Dick. I was the Ahab, and they. This <laughs> was the, uh, the end. If this Whoa, was uh, leave the weapon, the lion would come back alive and attack him one more time. You think the lion's dead, but he's not. And then he shoots Holy. him right before he eats him. Holy shit. Better movie well, ladies gentlemen, oh, my goodness. We had That's... just watched mm. The Great Boana Devil. Adam, what did you think of Boana Devil from 1952? It was boawful. <laughs> it was boawful. <laughs> he stole my joke! Oh, is that your joke? No, no, no. Joke. I just Carl's wrote just, it down. I meant to say, I'm going to steal your joke. I meant no. to say, I'm going to steal your joke. Uh, okay, so I was talking to my friend on the phone, and I was like, what is that noise in the back? Is that the is that the <laughs> And he goes, no, 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 that's Bob Dylan. That's pretty funny, you know, even without the entire setup. <laughs> he did the joke wrong. <laughs> said, um, Adam, what are you thoughts. listening to in the background? Is that Bob Dylan? No, that's no, the blender. That's the blender. That's the blender. Well, I think it's uh, not funnier the other way around. It's just I was telling it to you, and you knew the jokes. Yeah, and no, I appreciate the spin you know, on it. I saw Moby Dick. I saw that movie, and there was not one nude scene in that entire film, you know? So I just don't get that title. Moby Dick. You know, I was thinking about Moby Dick the other day. Um, it's hard not to. Like, do you think we'd still be talking about that book if it was called, like, Jimmy the Whale. Yeah, right. <laughs> or Moby Johnson, you know, like. Maybe Moby Johnson. The, yeah, I think this is our third grader in us. This And then Moby sounds, you know, so big, you know, like, <laughs> it was a Moby dick. Not well, just if, ever, if, if you ever met him, you know, you would say Moby's a dick. Guy's like completely full of himself, hasn't really done anything <laughs> musically in years. Oh. Moby's a dick. All right. <laughs> I'm Look, sure Mike, what did you recommend think? is back to school. What did you oh. think of Boana Devil, Mike? 
It could have been worse. You know, I was a little hesitant to see uh, lions in Africa attack, you know, white Robert Stack, and yeah, I was pretty much on the ball, but uh, it was a waste of, I've read about this movie, so it was great to see it. Yeah. It was what a waste of 3D. Like, they they pioneered it. They created it. And uh, it was just, you know, didn't hold apart. And every innovation has to be somewhat racist. You know, you can't have, like, the invention of sound without the jazz singer. You can't have three D without the Wanna Devil. Just uh, that's the way our country works. So I'm glad I didn't. I watched it, and this is also on Amazon Prime, which is making their money showing uh, having a catalog of the worst films out there. Uh, that's what their bones are built on. So I hope you enjoyed the movie. Uh, we are in the month of December right now, and our last two shows of the year are special shows. Uh, every year on Christmas, we show trailers for movies that premiered on Christmas Day. Yeah. And Carl and I will be doing that again. We have a special show. And then uh, catch us on December 27th. We're going to do our year-end review, uh, our second annual year-end review, where we look at all the movies we saw on our show during the year 2020, and we pick our favorite scenes. How many? Three, right? Fourteen. Yeah, well, I was just going to give like a a brief paragraph like what was interesting about each one and sure not each one some of yeah, were just the not highlight but wanna devil's not going to get talked about on the year-end review all right so don't expect wanna devil at our year I'll, I'll talk about the montclair one for sure yeah well there's I, a lot of Donnie Darko we do, will we, come up. we do this show every week and that's 52 weeks so we want to make sure that you can catch up with episodes Especially because they're not listed by movie titles, just by the yeah. week it came out. Adam, uh, proudlyresents.com. How else can people find you and anything of interest that people may want to hear about? Yes. Proudly Resents Christmas Movies. It's all episodes about the worst Christmas movies, all in one grouping. It's easy to find. That's when you go your little podcast searcher. But in Proudly Resents Christmas, and Michael has done a bunch of them. He's yeah, most well, Michael is in it. I love Christmas with the Cranks. I made you watch that movie. I don't think we've ever done that one, so I've never seen no. it. But also an update on Mike's link, proudlyresents.com slash jokebook. Yeah. Uh, when you go to it, the jokebook is now made private on Mike Scribbs' account. Really? Well, can you, is there some demo pages? No. There must be some demo pages. Maybe why no one bought the book. They all went there and there was nothing. Where? Huh. I want to buy the book. I'm just learning about the book. I'm just learning about this book, too. I forgot I wrote it. I will have okay. to take a look. I'll have I to, will I'll go. Have to... I will hopefully fix it by the time you hear this. Yeah, that's mm. right. It'll be fixed by the time this. Uh, if not, it'll be maybe a couple weeks afterwards. Who knows? Are you in the bathroom or are you hiding? I'm in the bedroom. I'm that's hiding because my wedding uh, license is on the wall and I don't want it on the Zoom call. I have it on an angle. Has it expired? Come on. <laughs> I'm not saying it. All right, on that note, uh, we should leave it. Adam, thank you so much for being a guest. And our, our uh, thank you for having me. I wish I could stay the yeah. whole time. Uh, and check out the episode, Adam. Uh, Join us for two after-school specials shot in our high school back in the 1980s. And Adam is one of the people there, so it was the first time we had a, a talent for the movie. Shover. Yeah, he was the guy shot. If you go to oh, our Facebook page, uh, Carl made a gif of it. Oh yeah! Did a yeah. video clip, right, of you hitting, hitting? Yeah. Adam's slap. What did I call it? Adam's bonk. Oh, Adam. 
So check it out. It's a very dramatic scene in this uh, after school special. It's well, pivotal. It. Pivotal. Pivotal. All right. I've, I've insulted the talent. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, we've been, uh, let's watch a full length movie on YouTube, LWAFLMOIT. And we'll see you again next week for our special uh, Christmas Day trailer show. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird commandeered by Michael. Hi, this is Carl. I'm Mike's friend. I I wrote this song. My turn ons are French poodles, Chinese German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the uh, 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 duh, duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman And all the movies we have to watch are Michael's Most Every single movie we watch are Michael's There are many movies that I would like to watch But I can't cause we gotta watch Michael's <laughs> But maybe This movie's gonna be the one to save me L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. How are you? I am good, Carl. Uh, it's exciting to be back on Mutiny Radio as we are every Sunday. That's mutinyradio.fm. You can find it on the internet. You can stream it. I stream it on my podcast app. 
I have to, it's a .m3u file, uh-huh. but I type it in and I can listen to Mutiny Radio on the go. So uh, we're on the go every Sunday at 2 p.m. We follow what's really happening with Luke. I hope it was a good show, Luke. Uh, and we hope you are listening every Sunday with us. If you don't have time, follow our podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl is also the mastermind behind our theme song, the mastermind behind research, and the mastermind behind our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. It's the same podcast episode, but with the movie attached. What movie? Let us watch a full-length movie on YouTube. That's our what we do every week. Carl, what is the movie this week? This week, we will watch Wonderwall 1968. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Wonderwall. One word. One. I wonder why. It's Wonderwall 1968. And the channel we like is Flick Vault. Oh, I like Fuck Vault. Oh, no, it's capital L, capital I, Flick Vault. Flick yeah, Vault. Flick Vault. If you haven't subscribed to Flick Vault, subscribe to Flick Vault. There's, uh, <laughs> there's so much stuff on Flick Vault. And yeah. so we're very excited to find Wonder Wall. So go ahead, as Carl says, type in Wonder Wall 1968. Find the version. I found it after three from Film Vault. They're hosting it. Hit play, hit pause. No, click the link. And then hit pause. There's no play button yet. When we say go, then you hit play. Now, that's a lot of information to digest. Don't play so, with me. Don't play with me. We want you to also donate to mutinyradio.fm. We have a Patreon page. We have a uh, Venmo page. And there's a third page, too. Whatever. Just send us some money at the mutinyradio.fm. You can even mail a check. Uh, they'll do it. No, don't mail a check. It's right. crazy. I no, do. It still hasn't of, been cashed. I sent yeah. our rent in. It still is not cashed. What was Don't it? 2019. You still, guys, you still haven't cashed that check from 2019. It's gone. It's stale. Well, I guess we're unaccountable for October 2019. All right. <laughs> well, all this great banter is going to be coming up shortly. We're also very excited because Carl is hosting a celebrity comedian countdown. Our countdown is going to be given by none other than a celebrity comedian. I have not heard this recording, but it's one of the many things producer Carl, producer Carl, Carl produces uh, here. Let's take it away, Carl, producer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Keith Howe. Welcome, Keith. Oh, thank you, thank you. Now, my name is Carl and I don't have a last name, but if I did, it would be Haupt, and that means that I'm your father. It's true, yeah. Now, I want to start out, you know what movie we're watching today, and that's the reason I asked you to be mm-hmm. on the podcast and do our countdown. Now, the Beatles broke up in 1970, right? Here we're sitting mm-hmm. in 2022, so that's 52 years ago, right? Long time. Yeah, so how is it you can be a Beatles fan and even <laughs> a George Harrison fan? Well, I think it's really you. I grew up with you in my ear. You gave me, uh, I remember for one of my birthdays, you, you gave me a little red iPod and it had the majority of the Beatles music. Yeah, right. And that kind of started my kick. And you know, it's modern day. There's there's uh, streaming app music. I have Apple Music. I have access to everyone's discography. It's very easy. 
Now, Apple Music is not the Beatles album. No, no, different Apple. <laughs> now, um, there was, it wasn't Guitar Hero, it was the competitor, but they had the Beatles edition. the Beatles rock band. Yeah. Now, that also, it did help launch my Beatles. Yeah. The thing is that, like, I'm, if I had come to you boys and been like, hey, I love this band, I don't know, I think you would have rejected it, right? But I think you guys fell in love on your own with mm -hmm. this Guitar Hero game. Did I give you the flash drive after? It must, it must have been. Yeah. It must have been after you, yeah. So, so, so it was me. I put it in your, yeah. I mean, first you discovered it on your own with the game, and then well, I, may, I don't know. Maybe you like uh, put that in our pocket. Now, why George Harrison? I mean, there were you know John and Paul. Uh, there are artists. There you know George was the third wheel. John. Has problems, you know. Paul's, Paul's preppy and Blackbird, you know. <laughs> I think I just enjoyed George's music the most. It felt the most heartfelt. I kind of mm -hmm. his spirituality is a lot. It's very interesting. And John and Paul and Ringo didn't really get into that as much as him. Right. He played sitar, you know. In uh, yeah, they did follow the Maharishi, right? For they a did, time, but George latched on. Yeah. So, did, did you always like the sitar music, the Indian-sounding music? I do enjoy it a lot. From the yeah. Beatles days? From, or? Yeah, from the Beatles days. Okay, now, you got into uh, George Harrison's solo records, mm -hmm. and one of them was All Things Must Pass. One of his best. And that was a, a triple, triple album. Yeah, well, it was right after uh, the Beatles had broken up. He had a lot of songs that the Beatles wouldn't put on his album, so right. he's, he's tired of giving them to people. Bob Dylan and Jimi Hendrix, so he made his own. Now, you received from your girlfriend a present. <laughs> it was the did, three. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, well, recently it was the 50th anniversary of uh, George Harrison's All Things Must Pass, so that really dates it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a triple, what, triple album is what you call it. So there's three vinyls, and it came with a poster and uh, a lot of uh, covers for the albums. And... Uh, the shirt came with it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was a present from It was a present from my girlfriend, so I guess that shows how how much I like this George Harrison. But you won't. Oh, but I had already owned it. <laughs> you already owned the record. Now, did you tell your girlfriend? No, no, I didn't. This is a good boyfriend right here. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you. You didn't go, oh, I already have this. Well, it did benefit you as well. It's a, now you got an album in your pocket. Yes, actually. So therefore, my son gave it to me, and I've been spinning those he tracks. The old one. Yeah, <laughs> not the new one, of course. I understand. Um, okay, so did you? You've seen this film in preparation for this. Did you like the um, the music? Music was it kind of outshined the movie. In my music outshine the movie. Yeah, well, it's it's not exactly traditional, but it's enjoyable. I think, uh, I think his playing and learning in India was eventful. Mm -hmm. Now, Mike Spiegelman could not stand the music. Really, isn't he wrong? He is wrong. <laughs> okay. Also, there were some things recorded in London with the Remio Four, mm. which was really. Ringo and Eric Clapton, mm. and this stuff was the rock stuff. And I think that you appreciate one of those songs. Um, yeah, well, uh, what was it? 
Oh, it's uh, during the least. skiing, right? During the skiing, yeah. That I enjoyed that song a lot. It was uh, featured in a documentary on George Harrison, um, Living in the Material World. Right. Um, so that's where I was introduced to the song, and that was kind of in my head. And then I watched the movie, and I was like, hey, there it is. Yeah. So, and, and what about, you can hear the distinct Ringo style. Yeah, well, he's instead of like this, he's like this. So you can hear it, it's different. Because he's left-handed, but he's playing right-handed, mm -hmm. and that, like, there's this weird lag. It's just <laughs> a little behind, but it's a microsecond, right? It really, it does add to it. Yeah. Okay, so also, um, you've seen the movie, and did you enjoy the movie itself? I did enjoy the movie. It is very old. Um, I guess that's kind of the point of the show, right? Uh I did have a couple of questions about it. Yeah, go ahead. Like the apples. I, I, I didn't understand. Yeah, okay. So in my research for the film, they made it very clear, the director made it very clear, there had nothing to do with Apple Records. It no. was just a coincidence. Did they make the movie before he made the soundtrack? Because they were going to get the, the Bee Gees, right? They were going to get the Bee Gees. Uh, I don't know... I don't... I don't know the order in which things happened. Of course, we do know all the dates. Mm -hmm. So I could probably figure it out, but um, let's see. It was recorded in Bombay in January of 68, London in December oh. of 67. Yeah, that's when the beach dropped out, 67. Right? Okay, so probably he did not have the music before. Oh. Uh, he, he probably filmed it not knowing what he was going to get from George Harrison, one of the things he did not get from George Harrison was the one in which George Harrison sang. Yeah, like, uh, I guess George just didn't think he would have wanted lyrics on his Right. On his it's a music soundtrack. But, I mean, the guy making the movie must have been pissed, because this is a Beatle. Yeah, I don't know that... Uh, yeah, well, not like pissed, a missed like, opportunity. Yeah, missed opportunity. But he didn't miss the opportunity. Director's cut. Right, the director's cut. So after Wonderwall popularized, after Oasis popularized the term Wonderwall because of mm -hmm. their song, he got the opportunity to make a director's cut, and uh, George found all of the old original tapes to remaster for the yeah, and this song came up and it ended up in there. Now there was also a song recorded. Um, what was it called? It's the B side of Lady Madonna. Inner Light. The Inner Light, right. It's a good one, right? Good one. So I don't know why that didn't make it into the film, but it did make it into the B side of uh, Lady Madonna. So so it's not. Okay, you had questions about the movie besides the apple. Um, It was a little confusing. The ending. Yeah. I Maybe it was just a. A directorial choice to have mm -hmm. the lady turn into stars or something. Yeah, maybe it was, it was just like a way to end the movie. Right. Um, I don't know that I should spoil it. Although, if people watch this show, oh, they know I spoil me. things all the time. Yeah, yeah. The movie kind of didn't end right, and I'm sure we're going to cover that during the podcast. The movie. I mean, he kind of he kind he doesn't he doesn't uh, he returns to his normal life. You would think after that experience, mm -hmm. something new would happen with him, you know, and... No. That did not. Um, I think I... Maybe I mentioned something, yeah, I'm, I'm going blank. 
Uh, no, we talked about the ending, how it ended a little weird. We talked about the apple. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing was, like, it's a little creepy how he spied on them and broke yeah. in. Maybe that was just part of the... It's surrealism. It's not, like, a real story. So I, I can kind of understand and accept that. But the, the guy's a pervert. Mm-hmm. He's like Wonder Wall, the name of the movie. You see, he stares through a hole in the wall at... Naked woman. The majority of the movie is naked woman. Uh, well, I mean, isn't he seeing a photo sh photo shoots? I mean, isn't yeah. he? Is doesn't he represent the straight life? Mm. And then through the wall, he saw the hippie life, the psychedelic <laughs> life, something different, and kind of the the awakening in the sixties. Right. I mean, he didn't do anything perverted on his side of the no. wall. He was just watching. He did see her in various states of undress, <laughs> but I don't think that his uh, primary he fell in love with the idea of different. Yeah, than more woman. than he wasn't just creeping on a woman, right? He was creeping on the idea of of uh, yeah, spirituality. Maybe I don't know. Different now, something different, not regular. He saved her. He did. He saved her life. He screamed. Well, yeah, very terribly, right? Very terribly. Very. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna see this movie in a minute anyway, and uh, <laughs> that won't spoil the experience for you, even though no. you kind of know what's happening. It, this is just a listen. But I'll spoil movies all the time. By the way, in the end of Titanic, the <laughs> ship sinks. It goes down. <laughs> okay, Keith. Yeah. Everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. That means they must press play at the exact same moment. And that is why you have been employed to be our celebrity counter countdown. So how about you go ahead, Keith, and give us that celebrity countdown. All right, well, thanks for having me. Here we are. Three, two, one, go. All right. Fuck vault. Vault. Fuck vault. Fuck vault. Ooh. Now that was a good celebrity comedian count. Oh, I have to say that was a terrific celebrity comedian who uh it, I, I hope you guys my son. Interesting. <laughs> All right. A hippie. Right? This is 1968. Right. So British? what are we looking at? We are looking at life itself, Carl. No, it's uh, it's a smudge on the projector from 1968. <laughs> can I can I hit pause? Mute? Uh, no. No. Well, don't hit pause. Oh, you mean mute? Yeah. Go ahead if you want. Oh, I will. Okay, so. <laughs> no, I mean, listen. Uh, you mute whenever you want, but like, there's some interesting music, and there's some places where you're gonna wanna. Yo, here. just let me know. I'm I'm Johnny on the draw. I got my remote control here at the Wonder studio. Wall. I will be Johnny. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Okay, now there's some amoebas. That reminds me of a joke. These two <laughs> amoebas were on a toilet seat, but one got pissed off. Ah. <laughs> That's really, it could be anything. I, I heard that joke as an ant. Oh, introducing the fool. Yeah, that's a Dutch collective. They did a lot of the art direction, the sets. They were always working for the Beatles. Like, what? What would I recognize as a, a fool? 
Which one? What would you recognize as the yeah, whole collective's like, work? Um, Beatles okay. wise. The inner sleeve for Sergeant Pepper. Designs oh. from the short-lived Apple Boutique in London's Baker Street. Um, the Apple Building itself. John Lennon's Rolls Royce and George Harrison's Mini Coopers, which are both oh. iconic. They're crazy cars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I know the inner sleeve of Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. That's pretty. So this is probably their initial and maybe their only forte into a movie. I would doubt it. I I didn't look them up that much. I just know. Decor, the title card, yeah, uh, the um, uh, set designing. A lot of this, the look of this feel, a uh, look and feel of the apartment that we're going to be peering into uh, was all done by the fool. And they even put Mae West and Greta Garbo on the wall. You'll see. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to it. I do. Do you feel like watching a movie? It's exciting to see like. A set design, cool, a cool set design. Yeah, I mean, okay, this is what we're looking at. Right. This is Professor Oscar Collins. Now, why is he called a professor when he doesn't profess? He is working in a lab. But well, you, 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 he has a desk job, you know why? Because he, he shot around off in class and they, uh, <laughs> they said, that's it. You're out of control, Professor. <laughs> Give me Collins, your gun. You cannot just pop a cap in the ass of a kid here. You got, you're going to be working the desk for six weeks. <laughs> so Is all there... we're learning right now, I mean, this guy's doing his best Einstein impression. And he just came out of a movie called, the. it was by Roman Polanski called The Vampire Killers, in which he played this eccentric I... professor. That's so... the only Polanski movie I've seen twice, like, or three okay. times. I've seen that movie like three times. It's, it's, it's impeccable. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good. It's like a pop culture. recommend movie. I see it? Yeah, do you like uh, Harvey Kurtzman cartoons and National Lamp and uh, Playboy magazine in the nineteen fifties? I Remember? guess. So. We're do you like little Annie Fanny? Killers. Yeah, it has this like cool Playboy comic magazine, like okay, uh, you know, like style to it. I don't know. It's weird. It's very uh, pop culturey. It's good. I'll put it in my queue. But yeah, but also he's a he's an awful person, and you should not support his art. Okay. There's other things you could watch. Take it off your queue. Wait, oh, wait. what? <laughs> no, no. This bitch made this for me. I'm going to uh, watch it. I don't care what he did. I will watch the movie al only. All right. Yeah. That's the only movie I've really seen of his. Like, I've seen a couple other films and I stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they mentioned in the credits, music is by George Harrison M-B-E. Did That's you notice his, that? He's the knighted. By the Queen. Do you have to put that in your movie credit? Like, if you get knighted by the Queen, you have to say, It is Carl. pretty beauty. Okay, so Here's... all we've learned is he's an absent-minded professor. He had a to-do list, which included giving cheese to the mice. We're basically learning his routine as a stodgy... This is his routine to leave every day. He checks the gauges. Uh-huh. I don't know. Why? What does absent-minded mean? Means you're like forgetful. I don't think so. Why not? I think it's a slur. I think it's saying like, you know, maybe this guy is there's something else going on, and people are just kind of putting him down. No, absent-minded literally means you're forgetful. Okay. And and but the, why are always professors absent-minded? 
It was all popularized by Einstein. You see, Einstein was a genius, but yet he would do all these stupid fuck ups, you know? So he was the absent minded professor. And when he got big in the 50s, that would be like Albert Einstein, the absent minded professor. That's how that thing got into our nomenclature, if that's the right word. Totally. Oh, I want an elevator like that. You go down in an elevator where you can't even fit in. Right. You could totally pinch your fingers in the sliding thing. Yeah, right. Oh, totally. Like, let's say, let's say you do stick your dick in there. Do you think it would probably? (laughs) (laughs) And that's why they kicked me out of the building. (laughs) I don't blame them. I'd kick me out too. Okay. Now this is a little funny. He opens his umbrella to get his key to the door. 